0: Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles, That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles.
1: Thank you once again for joining us today on the program. We are deeply grateful to you, our covenant partners, who faithfully tune in every week in Watch and who've been uh, part of our partner base that's helped us literally to reach around the world. Uh, your comments, your uh WORDS OF ENCOURAGEMENT, YOUR LETTERS THAT YOU HAVE WRITTEN US HAVE JUST ABSOLUTELY BEEN A BLESSING TO ENCOURAGE US TO CONTINUE uh, WHAT WE'RE DOING WITH THIS SERIES. Uh, IT HAS BEEN OVERWHELMINGLY POSITIVE, AND WE ARE VERY DEEPLY GRATEFUL FOR YOUR RESPONSE TO THAT. uh, BE SURE YOU TELL YOUR FRIENDS ABOUT US. WE ARE TEACHING, uh, WE HAVE BEEN FOR SEVERAL WEEKS NOW uh, FROM THE BOOK OF REVELATION. WE'RE TAKING SOME uh, THOUGHTS FROM ONE OF THE BOOKS THAT I WROTE uh, CALLED THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST, AND uh, OF COURSE YOU WILL SEE MORE INFORMATION ON THE SCREEN ABOUT THAT BOOK AND HOW TO GET IT IF YOU'D LIKE TO. Uh, IT IS AVAILABLE, BY THE WAY, uh, VIA KINDLE OR NOOK. YOU CAN GO uh, TO A LOT OF DIFFERENT OUTLETS AND GET IT EVEN FOR YOUR DIGITAL ebook TO READ IT. BUT uh, uh, you BE BLESSED. Uh, ON THE SET AGAIN TODAY WITH ME IS MY OLDEST SON JEREMY. HE WAS WITH ME LAST WEEK. HE WILL BE FOR PROBABLY THE NEXT COUPLE OF WEEKS. HE IS THE SENIOR PASTOR AT WORD THAT FREES MINISTRIES IN WINCHESTER, VIRGINIA. AND THERE WILL BE INFORMATION ON THE SCREEN. Uh, GO TO HIS WEBSITE TO GET DIRECTIONS AND LOCATIONS uh, TO WHERE THEY MEET AT ON MONDAY NIGHT. YOU WOULD BE BLESSED IF YOU LIVE IN NORTHERN VIRGINIA TO COME BY AND BE PART OF THAT MEETING. Uh, I PERSONALLY ATTEND A CHURCH IN BERKELEY SPRINGS, WEST VIRGINIA, WHICH IS ABOUT Uh, It's about 100 miles directly uh, west of Washington, D.C., just in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. I'm very rarely there on a Sunday because I travel all the time. And on my website is a list of where you will see me in different meetings, the conferences that we're doing, and uh, different things. And come be part of one of those meetings. But uh, you'd be blessed also if you live within uh, driving distance of the Word of Deliverance Church in Berkeley Springs. You would be blessed. My sister Lisa and her husband Dan are the senior pastors there, and you'd be blessed by their ministry as well. I always say it like this: a church alive is worth the drive. And so, if you're anywhere near any of us, I believe it'd be worth your drive to. Come be part of one of these uh, places. Now we've been sharing over the last several weeks. We're going to jump back in here today in this segment on the church at Philadelphia. We're talking about how these churches, uh, where the, the uh, word literally was written to them, these churches are transitioning, and the message to almost all of them except this church is one of repentance, which means to change the way you think. Okay. Now I think it's incredible that this is the only church that he does not tell them they need to repent. He tells them, and I believe the reason he tells them that is because they found the real key and the real issue here is love. It is a church whose name literally means the church of brotherly love. And once again, Jesus always comes to these churches with a revelation of who he is. First of all, the biggest need on the planet today is not for more uh, understanding about political events or about you know, uh, 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 other kinds of events. The biggest need on the planet today is a personal revelation of Jesus Christ. Because a revelation of Jesus Christ to you will produce a revelation of Jesus Christ through you. HE ALWAYS SUPPLIES WHO HE IS IN THE MIDST OF THIS CHURCH BEFORE HE EVER GIVES THEM ANY KIND OF MANDATE FOR CHANGE OR WHAT HAPPENS IS is THIS REVELATION OF WHO HE IS IN THE MIDST OF THEM IS THE ONE THAT WILL GIVE THEM THE ABILITY TO MAKE THE CHANGES THAT'S NECESSARY. LET ME READ THE TEXT AND THEN WE'RE GOING TO GET INTO THIS. UNDER THE ANGEL OF THE CHURCH AT PHILADELPHIA WRITE, THESE THINGS SAITH HE THAT HAS HOLY, HE THAT IS TRUE, HE THAT HAS THE KEY OF DAVID. He that openeth and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and thou hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. And we're going to come back and deal with that in a whole segment by itself, but do lie. But I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell on the earth behold I, will, I am behold I come quickly hold fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown him, TO HIM THAT OVERCOMETH, I WILL MAKE HIM A PILLAR IN THE TEMPLE OF MY GOD, HE SHALL GO NO MORE OUT. I WILL WRITE UPON HIM THE NAME OF MY GOD AND THE NAME OF THE CITY OF MY GOD, WHICH IS NEW JERUSALEM, WHICH COMES DOWN FROM GOD, OUT OF HEAVEN, FROM MY GOD, AND I WILL WRITE UPON HIM MY NEW NAME, HE THAT HATH THE NEAR, LET HIM HEAR WHAT THE SPIRIT SAYS TO THE CHURCHES. In this particular segment, we've already dealt with last week how uh, he tells them in the book of Peter uh, that uh, that there's a grace that's to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, and he says as obedient. This is this is First Peter chapter one verse thirteen. IT says, therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon your rest your hope fully upon the grace. THAT IS TO BE BROUGHT TO YOU AT THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST. SO THERE IS A GRACE THAT'S BROUGHT TO YOU at a revelation of Christ. There is, uh, you know, uh, uh, an empowerment, a divine enablement that comes at a revelation of him. And not just some enigma riddle about what he is, but a personal revelation of who he is in the midst of you. And then when he goes on to say, as obedient children, not conforming yourself to the former lust as in your ignorance, but as he called you as holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it's written, be holy because I'm holy. In other words, if there is a revelation of Jesus to you, AND HIS HOLINESS, IT WILL PRODUCE A REVELATION OF JESUS THROUGH YOU BECAUSE WE'VE BEEN MADE PARTAKERS OF THE DIVINE NATURE. GOD HAS GIVEN US HIS VERY OWN NATURE, AND HE WENT ON TO SAY, SINCE YOU HAVE PURIFIED YOUR SOULS, THIS IS 1 PETER 1, VERSE 22, SINCE YOU HAVE PURIFIED YOUR SOULS IN OBEYING THE TRUTH THROUGH THE SPIRIT AND SINCERE LOVE OF THE BRETHREN. SO THAT'S WHAT HE'S CALLING AS A MANIFESTATION OF HOLINESS. AS OBEDIENT CHILDREN, or I'm sorry, he said. Since you have purified yourselves in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another. It's because SEE, that's the whole message of this church of brotherly love is that's the manifestation of what holy is. Everything flows from love. When you love people, you don't mistreat them. When you love your neighbor, you don't mistreat your neighbor. When you love people, you will minister to them. Love becomes the motivation. We ended the program last week, and I was talking about how I would ministered to a man outside of a restaurant simply because it was the love of Christ that was moved by compassion. I think so many times we are moved to minister to people in church because we want someone to see our gift. That's really yeah. the wrong motivation. Yeah. But the compassion that God had for people when He reached out and laid hands on them, and you know, I don't know the end of the story yet. What happened to the man that I ministered to at the restaurant? I haven't seen him since then. But I believe in God that He got a miracle. I simply stopped until I felt the Lord told me to do it. You know, it's only our obligation to do what we feel like is in our heart to do what what we feel like Jesus would have done in that situation. And I believe in God that we're going to see more miracles on the street. And we're going to see more of them at Walmart, we're going to see more of them in in, in our places of work. And I'm not talking about being spooky and religious and doing weird stuff, because I've seen some of the stuff get out of balance. But I'm talking about, you know, I literally waited until this man got outside that restaurant and walked out to him as they were putting him in the car. And I said, I felt like the Lord spoke to me to pray for him. I said, I've seen a lot of people healed, and I just believe God's a healer. And if you don't mind, I'd like to lay hands on you and pray for you. That's what God told us to do. He said, you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. It's not my responsibility to heal them, it's God's. So I say, WELL, WHAT IF YOU FAIL? WELL, WHAT IF I DON'T? YOU KNOW, yeah. IN OTHER WORDS, it, WE'RE DEFINITELY GOING TO IF WE DON'T EVER STEP OUT AND DO SOMETHING. And I HEARD SOMEBODY RECENTLY MAKE A QUOTE. I DON'T KNOW WHO MADE THIS QUOTE, BUT THEY SAID, YOU KNOW WHAT? I'D RATHER PRAY FOR 100 PEOPLE AND ONE OF THEM GET HEALED THEN NOBODY GET HEALED. BECAUSE IT'S it's STILL SUCCESS IF ONE PEOPLE OUT OF A HUNDRED GET HEALED. SO IF WE DON'T PRAY FOR, WE DON'T MINISTER OUT OF THE LOVE OF GOD THAT CONSTRAINS US, THEN WE'RE NEVER GOING TO SEE THE MIRACULOUS REALLY DEMONSTRATED. SO HE GOES ON TO SAY THAT that WE'VE OBEYED THE TRUTH THROUGH THE SPIRIT AND THE SINCERE LOVE OF THE BRETHREN, LOVE ONE ANOTHER fervently WITH A PURE HEART, HAVING BEEN BORN AGAIN having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. So we've been made partakers of a divine nature, and we've been born again of an incorruptible seed of God, AND uh, THAT'S WHAT FLOWS FROM OUR NATURE. NOW, THE NEXT THING THAT HE SAYS TO THEM, SO he, he, HE'S TELLING THEM, FIRST OF ALL, uh, BE HOLY, uh, uh, FOR I AM HOLY. AND HE'S SAYING TO THEM, YOU KNOW, uh, THAT'S THE COMMAND HERE IN THE BOOK mm-hmm. OF PETER. BUT WHAT HE'S SAYING IS NOT SO MUCH AS A COMMAND, BUT, but, but LIKE I SAID WHILE IT GOES an impartation, IMPARTATION, uh, BE HOLY, LIKE I'D SAY, BE HEALED.
0: YEAH.
1: BE MADE WHOLE. Yeah. So, so, you know, when he's saying be holy, for I'm holy, what he's imparting is who he is and what he is to us. Yep. Then he says to them, I'm, I'm he which is true. So, we know that this is not just something we do, it's something we are. It's something of our identity because of our union with him. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is holy. He is truth. And that's what he's saying here. But the next thing he goes on to say is he that has the key of David that opens and no man can shut. AND SHUTS, AND NO MAN COULD OPEN. I KNOW YOUR WORKS, BEHOLD, I HAVE SET BEFORE YOU AN OPEN DOOR, AND NO MAN CAN SHUT IT, FOR THOU HAST A LITTLE STRENGTH, AND YOU HAVE KEPT THE WORD AND HAVE NOT DENIED MY NAME. SO, ONCE AGAIN, uh, HERE'S A COUPLE THINGS THAT YOU'VE DONE. YOU'VE GOT A LITTLE STRENGTH, Mm -hmm. AND YOU'VE KEPT MY WORD, AND YOU'VE NOT DENIED MY NAME, BECAUSE EVERYTHING FLOWS FROM HIS NAME. Because when we go forth in His name, to me, when we when we say it's more than just saying in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Behold, in the name of Jesus, you know it is literally coming as a representative, OF flowing from yep. His name. Yep. You want to jump in on that, and then I, 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 that's probably if I don't, I'm gonna have the whole segment taught just on setting
0: this up. Go ahead. You're you're good. Uh, uh, I <laughs> I enjoy hearing you anyway. Um. I, you know, exactly as you were saying, it's um, I, I, there, there is a real need for us to really be uh, gripped by the identity that we have in Christ. There, uh, and, and I believe that that is really happening in these days. There's really becoming ministers that are putting people in remembrance of who they are and not, uh, here's the rules, you know, we're, there's becoming people that are going, here. here, we're not saying, here's the rules of holiness. We're showing here's how you got you became holy. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, you know. The rules of holiness become unattainable holiness, mm-hmm. where an identity of holiness uh, will so engulf you that you can't help but be holy. Yeah. In other words, you know, this whole this whole book is called a revelation of Jesus Christ. The whole book is written to these seven churches. As a revelation or an identity of Jesus, yeah, you just read there, Peter, that a revelation of Jesus will bring forth grace Agreed. in your life. Yeah, uh, you know, grace, and again, you know, like you said, grace is more. Uh, people have gotten grace confused with mercy yeah. because they, you know, it's like, well, if I mess up, I got grace. Well, now you've got mercy. Yeah, you know, grace is the empowerment not to mess up. Grace is the power of God to become the sons of God that we yeah. were called to be. Uh, we, Jesus came. To show us what sons look like and to show us what we could do Jesus says to his disciples greater things than these are you going to do you know that this power that that uh, there there's going to come a power upon you mm-hmm. and you're going to heal the sick you're going to raise the dead That's right. you're going to cleanse the leper. for freely you've received it freely you're going to give it to the world. I think the problem has been is that we've not freely given it to the world we freely received it yeah but we're not willing to freely give it yeah uh we want people we we wait for people to deserve you know we get jealous you know I've grown up in church so I know I know what church is like mm-hmm. we see somebody come off the street they get healed we're jealous of that yeah we have a jealousy because well I, they didn't earn that they didn't deserve that I've gone here my whole life I've done every, you know I've paid my tithes I've read my bible I've done you know everything that's required of me and I did you know and they don't deserve it. we're not freely wanting to give it to the world and I believe that's why there's even times where it's not freely being manifested in our lives because we're not willing to freely give it to those even Jesus did not the, the people that Jesus gave the blessings to the people that Jesus gave healing to were a lot of times people that did not deserve it yeah THEY WERE NOT the, the, THE GOOD OLD BOYS. you yeah. know. THEY WERE NOT THE PEOPLE THAT HAD SPENT THEIR LIVES IN THE SYNAGOGUES AND DOING ALL THE RITUAL WASHINGS AND ALL THAT STUFF. THEY WERE PEOPLE THAT WERE DESPERATE FOR JESUS. JESUS STANDS UP AND SAYS, YOU KNOW, HE TELLS THE STORY ABOUT YOU KNOW, ONE PHARISEE STANDS UP AND SAYS, I THANK GOD THAT I, YOU KNOW, I THANK YOU, LORD, THAT I'M NOT LIKE THAT SINNER. YOU KNOW, WHERE THE, uh, the PUBLICAN WHO HE'S KIND OF PRAYING AGAINST LOOKS AND SAYS, FATHER, uh, FORGET, HAVE MERCY ON ME. Mm-hmm. A sinner. Mm-hmm. AND HE SAID, YOU KNOW, THE FATHER LOOKS DOWN UPON THAT AND WHO DO YOU THINK HE HAS MORE COMPASSION FOR? THE ONE THAT REALIZES I HAVE A NEED yeah. FOR GOD. I HAVE THIS, YOU KNOW, th- THAT GOD IS ALWAYS MOVED BY COMPASSION. THAT'S HIS NATURE, yeah. is A NATURE OF LOVE. AND AS HIS CHURCH, THERE SHOULD BE A NATURE THE SAME WAY. THERE SHOULD BE A COMPASSION THAT WE'RE MOVED BY. I, 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 I BELIEVE THAT IF WE SEE PEOPLE, that did not deserve it getting up out of wheelchairs, blind eyes being opened, lives that were in the deepest darkest pits being transformed. There should be something inside of us that should almost want to break down and weep with happiness. Yes, sir. That ought to be the goodness of God that leads us to repent. Yes. Exactly. That should be the heart of the church that when when somebody when God reaches down and touches somebody in 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 the deepest, darkest pit, or was the you know, had never done anything for the Lord, but God just miraculously stepped into their lives, do something incredible for them, there should be a rejoicing in the church to say, you know what, man, I'm I'm glad for that. I rejoice with that. I just started last you know, we had service last night at our local church. And I said to them, I said, you know, uh, I began to change the order of the service last night because the Lord told me that he says, this, I want you to do something. He brought me to the scripture in Joshua where when they crossed uh, the, the the Jordan River, the high, the high priests were still standing in the midst of it. Now, you got to think about, you know, my mentality of a river is like, you know, the little river I go fishing at, but this is a... You know, it's it's a big, this is a big a river, you know. It's not something small that you're going to just uh, boat across real easy, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is a huge body of water. they crossing through and, you know, pro- about 3,000 probably people crossed over, probably more than that, crossed over that river while these high priests are standing in the midst of it. While they're standing in the midst of it, you have to wait for all those people to cross. God speaks to Joshua after they cross Said, Now send 12 men back in there, gather stones from the middle of it where the priests are standing and set up a monument that will be a memorial for generations to come. So they have to go back in. These high priests are standing. That's how long God holds back this water. He is interested in doing something incredible. They set up this monument and God says, I want this to be a THAT WHEN YOUR CHILDREN ASK WHAT DO THESE STONES MEAN, mm-hmm. YOU WILL TELL THEM OF THE GREAT THINGS THAT GOD DID. NOT SO THAT THEY CAN LOOK BACK AND SAY, BOY, GOD USED TO DO GREAT THINGS, BUT SO THAT IT WOULD STIR UP THEIR FAITH AND SAY, YOU KNOW WHAT, IF GOD DID GREAT THINGS FOR OUR FATHERS, HOW MUCH MORE WILL HE DO GREAT THINGS FOR US. Mm-hmm. Uh, OUR NORMAL HAS BEEN THAT you, uh, WE COME IN AND WE HAVE PRAYER REQUESTS. You know, you come mm-hmm. in and you, you start taking prayer requests of the people. And what that really, the Lord began to speak to me. He said, What you do is you set an atmosphere. He said, Not that I don't care about the request of prayer or not that I don't want to answer prayer requests. He said, But what that does is set an atmosphere that says God hasn't do, done nothing and we've got to keep reminding God to do something. He said, I want you to start coming in and the first thing I want you to do is start giving me glory for the things that I've done and start putting in remembrance the great things that I'm doing even if it's small things in your life he said because the small things will become big things yeah. and he says and also to say it in the ears of your children to begin to remind them to talk about the days uh, of that God did great things of deliverance of the awesome things and give me glory for that he said because what it does for the ears of your children is create faith in them that they begin to stand up and say if God does that's the kind of stuff my God does and the kids will begin to take that and say God can do great things. I remember, you know, I I said I remember as a kid praying for people, you know, about four or five years old, praying for people. And I'm getting healed, and I would say to my grandfather, I'm amazed at the power of God that's in these hands. Mm -hmm. But somewhere throughout my life I forgot the power of God that's in these hands, and I ceased laying hands on people with faith Mm -hmm. that they were going to get healed. Somewhere I forgot that, and God has been reminding me even the last couple days. Remember when you used to believe there was power in these hands? I said. He said I want to stir that back up again. He said I want you to start. He said I want you to start setting an atmosphere where you remind yourselves of the great things that I do and what I am doing. Not that things that I haven't done. He said because what will answer those prayers is not reminding me of the prayer request. What's going to answer those prayers is when you start building up faith to say I have an expectation of God. This is how God works. God has compassion on his people and God doesn't just answer the prayers. God does extravagantly above the prayer that you ask or the need that you have. God doesn't just answer. Here's the deal. God doesn't just uh, pay your house payment one time. God, the extravagance of God is that he'll step in and pay your house off. Uh, you know, and I, I don't mean that as we come to God and get these things, but what I mean is is that we've gotten to a place in Christianity where we say we believe God can do things. We believe God can get people out of wheelchairs. We believe God can open the blind eyes, but we really don't believe it because we don't think it's going to happen tonight. Yeah. You know, or it's not going to happen on the street. I, you know, we think that there has to be some. All the stars have to line, and all the great things. Can I tell you when Peter's shadow fell on somebody and they got healed? I don't think Peter was walking down that street with an expectation of my shadow is going to heal somebody. And probably the person that the shadow fell fell upon probably did not have an expectation that if Peter's shadow falls on me, I'm going to be healed. Neither one of them had an expectation. God just showed up because the power, because Peter was they were walking. The presence. He was carrying the presence of God. He was walking in an identity that, hey, the power has come upon me. I have received the power of the Holy Ghost. I have received the divine impartation. I'm just walking just like a son, just like Jesus would walk. Right. Greater things was happening than even what Jesus, yeah. just like Jesus told him. And there has to become a reminder in these days that that's our identity. That's who we are. That as we walk in brotherly love, we're not set, we're not trying to heal people because we're trying to make our church look like that's the legit church. People are being healed because we're walking the identity of sonship. We're walking in the identity that God just has love for people, that maybe it's a matter of walking up to somebody on the street that stinks Preach and giving that. them a hug <laughs> and, and just saying, you know what, I just love you and, and yep. Jesus loves you. I believe sometimes just those simple things that Jesus loves you has the power to transform some of the most deepest, darkest situations yep. than any of our revelation. I think that sometimes we've got so caught up in our dogmas and our doctrines and our great revelations that we have start denying THE POWER OF GOD, BECAUSE WE'RE LOOKING FOR THE GREATER REVELATION, yes. RATHER THAN THE POWER AND THE MANIFESTATION OF WHO WE ARE AS SONS. Yeah. I, I BELIEVE, YOU KNOW, JESUS, when he's, WHEN HE'S, uh YOU KNOW, TOUCHING SOMEBODY AND THEY'RE GETTING UP FROM THE DEAD, HE DOESN'T GIVE THEM AN HOUR OF REVELATION. HE JUST SIMPLY COMES AND SAYS, DAUGHTER ARISE, OR LAZARUS COMES FORTH. HE JUST SIMPLY OPERATES IN WHO HE IS AND HIS yeah. IDENTITY. I BELIEVE SOMEWHERE ALONG THE LINE WE'VE GOTTEN SO CAUGHT UP IN DOGMAS AND DOCTRINES AND REVELATIONS THAT WE FORGOT THE IDENTITY THAT WE'RE TO WALK IN, THE passion mm-hmm. were to have the greatest revelation is not uh, the deepest darkest secrets of the Bible the great deep the greatest revelation is the manifestation of the nature of love that's in us mm-hmm. when it becomes something that's operative in our lives we're not trying to produce it we're living in it that's because it. we know that's who we are we become convinced that this is our identity that's what's happening to Philadelphia they've got an identity of what Jesus is and Jesus says man I'm unlocking doors for you that can't be shut I'm yep. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the key Of David, I'm giving you holiness, I'm revealing myself as who I am because you started with a little strength, the little strength was just simply that you started loving people. But now the greater manifestation of my power is coming upon you because that's exactly who I am. I am love and everything I do flows out of love. And so if my sons have the same identity as I do, then they're gonna operate just like I would. They're not gonna just do love, they're gonna be love. They're gonna be the answer to the world. I think sometimes we're so busy complaining about everything that's taking place in our world uh, THAT we're, 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 WE'RE CREATING THE PROBLEM RATHER THAN BEING THE ANSWER TO THE PROBLEM. Yep. THE CHILDREN OF Israel DIDN'T answer, ENTER INTO THE PROMISED LAND BECAUSE THE WORDS ON THEIR MOUTH WERE, WE'RE GRASSHOPPERS, we don't, WE'RE INSIGNIFICANT, WE DON'T HAVE THE POWER. BUT WHAT CHANGED THAT IS WHEN JOSHUA SAID PREPARE YOUR FACIALS, BECAUSE LIKE IT OR NOT IN THREE DAYS WE'RE GOING INTO THIS mm-hmm. PROMISED LAND BECAUSE WE ARE WELL ABLE TO TAKE THE LAND. IT IS OURS, IT IS GIVEN TO US, AND IT'S EXACTLY AS GOD SAID IT IS. CAN I TELL YOU, THESE ARE NOT DAYS THAT ARE BAD DAYS. Where we are being swallowed up and we have no significance. These are the days that we are well able to take the land, and it's time that the church become be put in remembrance of who they really yep. are and begin to operate as sons would operate. Absolutely, and you know, he says,
1: "Be careful that no man take your crown," yep. which to BE a crown is something that's on your head. Or I could say it like this: the mentality that says, "I've got the right." To REIGN AND RULE, and EXECUTE KINGDOM BUSINESS. Yep. You know, on the heels of what you said in John there, you know, uh, uh, where he said, GREATER WORKS THAN HE SHALL YOU DO. HE SAYS RIGHT IN THAT SAME CHAPTER, I WILL NOT LEAVE YOU COMFORTLESS, WHICH IS THE GREEK WORD THAT MEANS ORPHANS. I'M NOT GOING TO LEAVE YOU ORPHANS. Yep. BUT I'M GOING TO COME. And um, I and my Father go to take up our abode in you. And you're going to do greater works because I live in you. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking while you said there's so much could be said in it, and before we run out of time, mm-hmm. but Matthew 16, uh, verse 15 through 19, this is Peter. We talk, you talked yeah, about yeah, Peter's yeah. shadow a while ago. But he said, He saith unto them, Whom say ye that I am? J- Jesus is asking. Yeah. And Simon Peter answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood is not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, THOU ART PETER AND UPON THIS ROCK I WILL BUILD MY CHURCH AND THE GATES OF HELL SHALL NOT PREVAIL AGAINST IT AND I WILL GIVE YOU THE KEYS OF THE KINGDOM OF HEAVEN AND WHATEVER YOU BIND ON EARTH SHALL BE BOUND IN HEAVEN AND WHATEVER YOU LOOSE ON EARTH SHALL BE LOOSED IN HEAVEN. SO HE'S simply SAYING I'M GOING TO GIVE YOU AUTHORITY TO EXECUTE SOME KINGDOM BUSINESS. Yeah. THAT'S WHERE I BELIEVE GOD'S CALLING THE CHURCH BACK TO. AND ONCE AGAIN IT FLOWS OUT OF A REVELATION of knowing who Jesus is, who do men say that I am? He said, well, got to give you all kinds of revelation and theories yeah, yeah, about yeah. what people say. But I, you're, you're the Christ. Yep. You're the one that's got the key of David. You're David's offspring. Yeah. You're 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 the you the dude, man. You're the one everybody talked about, the greater son of David. That's now on the scene. Yeah. That's got the key uh, that says uh, that of the increase of yeah. his government and peace there will be no end. So that every time I execute kingdom business, uh, I, I am seeing the the door that's been opened to us is a door to the kingdom. Yeah. And we've entered the kingdom of God, and in it we got access to everything the kingdom has. And I think about it even in terms, we were talking about, you know, people getting healed, people getting delivered, and that's part of it. But it's also like you were talking about a while ago maybe it's the Lord telling you to pay somebody's house payment. Yeah. See, that's still love flowing. Yeah. Maybe it's someone telling you somebody needs a bag of groceries. Maybe it's the Lord telling you somebody's kid needs mentored. Yeah. You know, it's all of these things that become uh, the outflow of love from the church of brotherly love. But this key that Peter had received, that the church is built on, is a revelation of the Christ uh, that, uh, that that is revealed to us by the spirit that gives us the authority to flow in his nature and his name because we are not orphans. We are not FATHERLESS, WE NOW HAVE A FATHER, AND WE CAN FLOW FROM THAT PLACE. HE SAYS, LET NO MAN TAKE YOUR CROWN. IN OTHER WORDS, DO NOT LOSE YOUR DOMINION MENTALITY. DO NOT LOSE YOUR KINGDOM MENTALITY. DO NOT LOSE THE FACT THAT THE SCRIPTURE TELLS YOU THAT BECAUSE OF THE ABUNDANCE OF GRACE AND THE GIFT OF RIGHTEOUSNESS, WE REIGN IN LIFE. IT IS THE OUTFLOW OF THE REVELATION OF CHRIST, THAT THE GRACE THAT'S GIVEN US AT THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST, AS PETER SAID, AND THAT'S WHAT PETER GOT A HOLD OF, IS THE GRACE THAT CAME THROUGH THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST. WE ARE JUST OUT OF TIME. AGAIN, IT'S AMAZING HOW QUICKLY THESE PROGRAMS COME (laughs) AND GO. BUT TUNE IN NEXT WEEK, uh, EVERY WEEK, AND ALSO YOU CAN FIND US ON YOUTUBE. IF YOU MISS SOME OF THESE, YOU CAN GO BACK AND WATCH US ON YOUTUBE AT ANY TIME. OR FROM MY WEBSITE, THERE'S A DIRECT LINK, YOU CAN GO THERE. Uh, CALL THAT NUMBER ON THE SCREEN, GO TO THE WEBSITE. IF YOU'D LIKE TO SOW A SEED, YOU CAN GO TO OUR WEBSITE AND DO IT VIA CREDIT CARD. YOU CAN CALL THE PHONE NUMBER. Uh, YOUR PARTNERSHIP IS WHAT ENABLES US TO TAKE THE GOSPEL AROUND the world. Thank you for joining us.
0: For anyone struggling to understand John's writings in Revelation, this book provides true, Biblically-based answers. Through detailed insights into the letters John wrote to the seven churches of his day, you will learn how to avoid the mistakes of the early church to overcome today's trials and tribulations. This book will provoke you to thought and dialogue, bringing greater clarity and revelation of Jesus Christ.